everyone, and welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. This is where we bring you Michigan football each and every week. My name is Caleb, and nobody's with me. This is actually going to be another solo week. Apparently, Craig, when he went on vacation, believed that vacation didn't just mean vacation from his job, but also vacation from the podcast. So when he comes back on the show, everybody can shame him and give him a hard time for relaxing and doing nothing in Florida while I'm here hard at work trying to keep our hopes and dreams alive with this podcast. <laughs> but uh, but no, really though, welcome back. Had a very long weekend. I know that I mentioned in the last podcast that I was unable to make the spring game because of um, uh, passing in my family. I actually had to go out of state when the game was on Friday. Uh, turned into more of an ordeal. I uh, was supposed to be leaving Friday, coming back Saturday, wound up leaving Thursday, coming back Saturday. Things went well. For those of you curious, uh, I know that I've talked to a few of you, and just uh, thank you for your thoughts and prayers. Uh, everything went well. Everyone was safe, but it was a long, exhausting weekend, and a weird one at that, because not really going to go into detail, but I can probably say now with everything that transpired over the weekend, that I am probably in a odd, unique 1% of the population that has done some things that probably nobody else really has done. And, yeah, let's just say it was an odd weekend. But don't want to get into too, uh, TMI or anything. But, yeah, uh, things went all right. Missed out on the spring game. Uh, some... Crazy stuff with that happened. Uh, it was a lot more entertaining than last year, that is for sure. But uh, we actually, Craig may have been able to do the podcast with me last night, Monday night, but we decided to move it to Tuesday night because of the championship game for basketball last night, which was as entertaining as it could be, probably the best I've seen. Everyone's saying that's definitely one of the best um, ever. And so I was just glad with how it ended. Um, not so much from the entertainment aspect. I mean, I was I was perfectly happy with that, but I was more so happy that North Carolina lost. Not a very big North Carolina fan here, but uh, but yeah, I mean, if you guys missed that, if you missed watching that live, you definitely missed out on a classic because that that was a good one. I mean, just being able to have uh, North Carolina tie the game and thinking that it was going to go to overtime and the Villanova just stealing out from underneath them and knocking the win out of them. And uh, it was a good one. It was entertaining. And so here I find myself on Tuesday night, and Craig has abandoned me. And so I am going to be flying solo tonight. So buckle in, everybody, and we're going to be talking about the spring game. We actually had some good conversation with Rashawn Reeves. He had a great opportunity and was at the game and got some... Uh, unique perspective uh being able to go behind the scenes and see things up close and so actually my hope is and i've been chatting with him about this and since actually craig is not on here this week what we might try to do is maybe next week if we can get our uh, conference call and everything working out right maybe next week we might be able to bring on rashan and then since craig will be back we can do kind of a second post-spring game episode, just with more of their insight and everything. But this week, we have some of your fan insight, which we greatly appreciate. I'm just kind of going to 
kick things off and just start talking about the game as a whole. Uh, reviewing it, I was uh, right after the game. I don't think it was actually Friday night, but I know that on Saturday I was able to watch highlights, so all the positive things about the game. But then I was able to work my way around and find it where I could watch the entire game, which I just did um, earlier today. And so it was, like I said, a lot more entertaining than last year because I went to last year's and it was cold and it was low scoring and it was kind of an ugly game. And actually, I will say that this was a little bit of an ugly game, but I, that at least there were, if I recall correctly, it seemed like there were more points being scored and bigger plays at least happening to keep people entertained. But um, Maze versus Blue, it wound up being that Team Maze took uh, home the 14-13 win as the Blue team tried going for two to get the win at the end of uh, regulation in the spring game. And uh, it was good. I'd probably say that the highlight, it appears... To me, I'm going to go through, kind of talk through the game a little bit and give my take uh, just a little bit. And then uh, I'll share some thoughts from some fans and then uh, break down some of the things that they were saying. But it just uh, looked like the defense kind of had things uh, working better than the offense. And the thing that I'll mention is that the spring games can be so difficult to tell because the chemistry and the important teamwork that you have on the lines, the offensive line and the defensive line, is pretty much getting thrown out the window because you're drafting teams, and so you're going to be getting some starters on either team. And uh, while I would say probably quarterbacks have an easier time with it because every quarterback's going to probably at least have one good receiver, a good tight end, and a good running back, so they can kind of like put the best players in there and everything. The, the offensive lines and the defensive line because you're, um, you have a larger number of players playing in those positions and you're spreading them across two teams, you're not going to ha be having that cohesiveness and that chemistry that you really want, uh, that you're really going to see in the team. So uh, the offensive line looked to struggle with the uh, defense a lot more than vice versa. The defense seemed to be on key, doing pretty well, uh, disrupting the quarterback and actually causing the pocket to collapse pretty quickly. Um, I think that uh, rather affected the quarterback play to a certain extent because my take and a lot of other people's take, there wasn't really a, a star, there wasn't really a quarterback that was doing a real job and standing out from everybody else. And the offensive line wasn't really helping things with that. But uh, but I think they'll be okay. I think once you put all the uh, starters on one team, all the starters on one line, I think it's going to come together. I just think that that means that the defense is going to look that much better. I think because there was so much production on the defensive line for both teams that they're going to just be overpowering some teams when we get to the regular season and we get all the starters on one team. So going to go ahead and move into the quarterback play, uh, I know that earlier on, especially when spring practices first started, people were mentioning that it was a three-horse race, and I think uh, that we're not any closer to finding out who the starter is, but I do think that it's gone from a three-horse race down to two-horse race because it really looks like Spate and O'Corn are the two that are 
showing more promise than everyone else. Not saying that they're doing so much better, that they're um, looking so amazing that everyone else doesn't look good. I just feel that their performances are better than everyone's else. Even though there were four touchdowns in the game, and one of them was a trick play by Shane Morris, and so he was actually able to be uh, recorded as passing a touchdown. I think that he is going to be a lot more valuable to the team playing in that wide receiver position because he is that double threat then is he going to catch the ball in the backfield and is he going to pass it or is he going to run with it when he catches it he shows a lot more versatility and the potential for that and i i think that he'll enjoy it i mean uh, i know weeks ago people were saying that it was a three-horse race and everything and morris showed a lot of promise I think that Morris is no longer really in the race for quarterback. I mean, he'll he'll probably go in there and he'll throw passes like he did with trick plays or uh, they'll put him in there and then they'll put him at QB and move the other QB somewhere else just to mess with people. Um, it'll be really interesting. It's really exciting. There were a couple of uh, trick plays in the spring game and it turned out pretty well. Um, but that one receiver was wide open and uh, it was the first score of the game. So, main thing uh, to say about the quarterback battle, Spate and O'Corn, those are the two, I say, moving forward that you're going to need to watch. Um, But staying on the quarterback play, it was pretty, it was kind of ugly. Like I said, the pocket kept collapsing and everything, but passes were off. Uh, I know that some of them were drop passes, but overthrown, uh, underthrown, uh, inaccurate, just, I, I don't know what you would uh, sum it up to, but it was not a very good quarterback performance overall from anybody. And that can be tough when we realize that the team as a whole is looking so well and the quarterback is the primary position that we're worried about. Um, so we'll have to watch that moving forward, and hopefully that can mostly be uh, summed up to the poor offensive line play causing the pocket to collapse, causing to play for plays to break down. So um, running game looked decent. An interesting thing that I'll mention about the running game, and this may, it seems like everything might be stemming off of the offensive line or at least the offensive and defensive line. But I noticed with the running game that a lot of our productivity was running to the outside, running towards the sidelines. And, and they were great plays. They looked great. But whenever you saw the pounding north and south with the running backs, there wasn't a lot of success. They they had to run outside the tackles. Um, I think that'll change. I think that'll be better. Um, it would be really nice to be able to see uh, productivity there, considering uh, where our running game was last year. It'd be great to be able to see our offensive line uh, show promise with creating holes and running backs being able to have the vision to break through them. But uh, just keep on bringing up, you know, these these are not the offensive and defensive lines that we're going to see when it comes to fall, the games in the fall. So not having those uh, great holes may not mean terrible news for us. I mean, you would think that they would still have some productivity and cease uh, some gaps open up, but... Right now, at this point, I'm not too worried about it. But um, just uh, a couple things to highlight. Uh, It was nice to see uh, 
Harris and Wrangler with uh, their great catches throughout uh, some of the game. Jake Butt was looking like Jake Butt of last year. And then uh, Devontae Thomas had a uh, athletic interception in the end zone off of a uh, deep pass by Shane Morris. Um, and then plain and simple, Wheatley is just huge, period. He is he towers over people on the field. I mean, the first time that I was watching and I saw him get tackled, it was just like um, a man among boys. It was it was crazy to see how big he is compared to others. And so he, um, watching the game, it was kind of a little bit difficult to tell if he was better at blocking or if he was looking better at the receiver position. But he is going to be used a lot, and he is just a monster out there. So it will be great watching him moving forward. But those are kind of, I know that I did go into some detail there, but those are the main highlights. Those are the things that I was going to talk about. I was just kind of having a little bit of a breakdown. But like I said, we do have fan feedback this week, and I definitely want to get to it. I don't want to forget it, and I don't want to cover everything before I talk about this. So uh, one of our faithful listeners, um, Drew Hosefire72, uh, was at the game. I uh, said he had a great time, and he actually did. Uh, he did us a solid one for the sportscast, and he said that while he was there, he was just he would get in conversations. He talked to people at the game. He talked to people at the hotel. He talked to people at restaurants, and he said that he uh, kept bringing up the sportscast. So if you are a first-time listener this week, or maybe you've already gone back and listened to some of our, our previous episodes. And is all because of Drew. That's awesome. Uh, you should give him a shout out on Twitter, and uh, we would love to know if that was you, uh, if it's because of Drew that you're listening, because Drew has been great. He's always been giving us insight, and we really appreciate it. So he uh, he gave us a little bit of feedback. He like we got in a long conversation about everything, but kind of taking the main points from that, um, he felt also that nothing offensively really stood out there wasn't any great highlight for um for the game he d- he mentioned that a lot of people were saying kind of getting high on the ty isaac talk and uh he he did mention that there were some good runs one run specifically that impressed him um but he was not completely sold on Ty Isaac. He pointed out and uh, got into the discussion about it too, that the offensive lines did all right, but not having the starters all on one offensive line is really kind of going to be deceiving. It's not going to really help either team. Uh, It wasn't easy for either offensive line to hold up against the defense, Uh, but he was uh, talking positively about the speed of the receivers, but the quarterbacks were not able to connect well, especially on the deep ball, uh, the inaccuracy like we were discussing. Just kind of the general discussion between us on nothing really standing out offensively uh, that I mentioned that. And, you know, just just kind of like last year, too. Um, and I, I feel like uh, just between everything that I've said since the beginning of the podcast and everything that's coming across negative, but it's just like, Spring games are so deceiving. I mean, you'll you'll be able to see some of the players where you're going to be able to watch them and be like, okay, this season, that's one of the guys to watch. Or, um, you know, this is going to be a great position. All these guys are doing great. They're going to do great things this year. But 
the units and things like that, talking about the lines and everything, uh, the offensive line and the defensive line, it's it's just tough really to get a read. Like last year, I mean, maybe it was kind of a tall tale sign of uh, last year there wasn't there weren't a lot of points scored. Then it turned out to be that we had a really great defense and we got uh, several shutout games last year. Maybe that's something that we're looking at now as well. That the defense was doing so well on both side uh, for both teams that when they come together and they get all the starters together, our defense is just going to be better than last year. And so they're forced to reckon with, even with our own offense. Maybe, maybe not. And, and probably anybody else would have liked to see more offensively. But time will tell, and there is still plenty of time before fall comes. To mention Rashawn Reeves again, uh, he just answered the question uh, put out there on uh discussing with him a couple of things on who stood out to him as far as quarterback play. And he was saying that Spate was the best looking QB. So thank you, Rashawn, for your input and actually sticking on the topic of Spate and the quarterbacks. Big Zamo 78. Love how he says things on Twitter. And he went ahead and said, give me Spate for a thousand. That Minnesota game did wonders for him and his teammates confidence in him for 2016. I don't really know which way to lean yet, but I mean, I've got the needles hanging out there a little bit more, maybe over to spate. Uh, I don't know if it's O'Corn's mindset or just the pocket collapsing. And I feel like that's going to be the topic this week or just the repetitive pocket collapsing, pocket collapsing. Probably should have a ticker and be counting how many times I've said that kind of like uh, the couple episodes ago uh, when I did that uh, recording with Rashawn, I feel like I said awesome about every five seconds. But I don't know if it was the pocket collapsing with O'Corn, but he was almost kind of dancing all over the place, and it seems like he was looking to run all the time. And I believe further in our conversation, uh, in the conversation that I had with uh, Drew, that uh, I don't know if he was talking, I believe he was talking about O'Corn specifically, or maybe he was just talking about the quarterbacks as a whole. It seemed like everybody was looking for an opportunity to run like Denar Robinson used to. Uh, but I feel like Spate, watching him compared to O'Corn, Spate kind of stood his ground more. Both of them have the ability to run when is needed. Uh, and I, it came across to me that Spate was more determined to stay in the pocket as long as possible and pass and as a last resort run. And O'Corn was maybe more apt to run as a, as an earlier option than letting the play develop. But then again, like I said, the offensive line struggled. That may have been difficult for him to work with there. So we appreciate that fan feedback. That that's great. Um, and before continuing on, I do want to mention that since it looks like, uh, next week will be more of a discussion on reviewing the spring game with uh, great inside information from Rashawn and also with uh, Craig being able to jump back in with us and give his thoughts. Is the plan not solid uh, yet and everything? But I'll go ahead and open it up for another week where if you want to share more thoughts about the spring game, um, Maybe I'll share more of Drew's thoughts since he uh, he had so many thoughts and we had such a long conversation. But uh, if you want to share some things, call in, tweet, email, however you want to. Um, we'll go ahead and share those thoughts next week as well. 
But great crowd for the game. Uh, weather turned out to be all right. It was seeming kind of ugly. Uh, actually, speaking of weather, the next day had to drive through that crazy snowstorm. And so fortunately, that didn't land for you guys on Friday when you were at the game. But uh, overall, better than last year. And I mean, if we want to say any correlation between anything last year, was a rough-looking spring game, and we wound up going to 10 wins. So if this is a better-looking spring game, maybe we should tuck ourselves in for 11 wins. But we'll see. I'm not going to be going that far, even though we just did our early predictions the other week. So um, Don Brown, exciting to see uh, out there with an aggressive defense. I... Really do not doubt the man and his capability of leading defense and the interesting things that he's going to be do, doing. I think, I, I want to say it was Jabril Peppers. Uh, I know that it's been said that he has not practiced with the offensive yet, uh, with the offensive unit yet, but they are saying that uh, it just hasn't really been brought up and he's not going to be too surprised if it does happen. It just hasn't happened yet. So I, there's almost no doubt that he's going to be doing things offensively and special teams, but I believe it was him. It may have been another player had mentioned that they kind of used the basic playbook. Basic may not have been the exact word, but one of the defensive players was saying that Don Brown had them use uh, Basic plays for defense. They didn't get too fancy with their defense, basically, which isn't surprising for a spring game. But just with what Don Brown has done in his past, coming here under the innovative mind of Jim Harbaugh and the talent he's going to be having, I just cannot wait to see what happens. And like I said, the defense was the strongest thing in this whole game. And so when you split up a defensive line and put it between two teams and you still have a great performance by them, it's got to make you feel pretty good. Uh, I mean, the secondary did pretty well. There were some issues with uh, penalties and things of that sort. Kind of get those out of the way uh, in uh, spring practice and get those things figured out. But they were they were ball hawking out there. Like I said, there was that great interception by Devontae Thomas. So, I mean, they're out there, they're capable, and this defense could be better than it was last year. Uh, another player to talk, go ahead and talk about that uh, per performed pretty well during the spring practice was Kareem Walker. Uh, nothing too much, but just some nice things to see from our running backs. And, man, I feel like I'm kind of bouncing all over the place. This, this is what happens when I run solo. That outline kind of gets thrown out the window, and I jump from one thing to another. The only good thing I know is that I'm keeping on track with talking about Michigan football. So I'm not losing focus, just not going in a straight path. Anyways, so Kareem Walker, um, big, powerful, looks like he's going to do, do really well. I know I had hopes and expectations that he might have a decent role this year with the other running backs that are available, it would be possible that they might redshirt Kareem Walker. I'm not calling it. I'm kind of 50-50 at this point. He's looking good and everything, but 
it it's always like if you have the opportunity to hold the player and have him just get that much better for the future, I I'd say I'm like fifty one percent Kareem Walker's gonna be playing this year. 49%. This is just me personally. I've not heard these uh the sayings. I've not heard what else is going on. But that is a personal opinion with that. So while I'm at it and just jumping around from anything to anywhere, I realized that I haven't touched on the topic of the recruits. I'm not gonna get in too in depth because there were recruits from what seemed like 2017 till 2020 almost. But uh, talking about the more current player, uh, not current players, but I guess current recruits that are going to be highlighting the 2017 class, uh, had two commits for Michigan uh, that I have from the notes and everything that I've gone through. And um, Omari Samuels, the number one recruit in the state of New Mexico and a running back is uh, committed now to Michigan. And so that is another running back that Michigan will be adding to their roster for 2017, his commitment. And the other player that committed was actually Philip Pay of the 2017 class. And he is the 13th overall recruit for the state of Michigan. And uh, he was kind of going between things with uh, Notre Dame and Michigan State, um, as well as um, some consideration for Oregon there. And not a commitment, but something worth noting and to be watching is that the 2017 class's number one center uh, has Michigan in his top schools. I believe if I have the information right, Michigan is listed as his top school, and that was also something that came out this weekend. So that will be something to watch. Of course, that is still waiting for an actual commitment, but the number one center for the 2017 class is not anything bad to have on your list. So we'll be hoping that that comes through for Michigan. But then a ton of recruits, of course, were at the game. That's actually some interesting stuff. Rashawn Reeves might be able to give us some information on because he is our recruiting connection, has the best recruiting insight that we usually gather. And he, he, if you haven't checked out his recent episode, he shared some uh, stuff and some video from actually being at the game and some great stuff for the commitments and of course the other classes were represented in 2018 and then beyond if I'm not mistaken so a good crowd for the game and uh, more of an entertaining game this year uh, for anyone who showed up and of course uh, Rashawn Gary was there uh, present not playing and actually some great inside information from Drew, going back to our conversation, he had mentioned how uh, somewhere out there you may have seen that people were saying that Rashawn Gary got a standing ovation uh, when he was out there and he was announcing everything, which Drew said was rather inaccurate because all the fans were standing and clapping already for all the recruit or all the commits that were at the game, 
and it was just that Rashawn Gary got the loudest cheers. So, I mean, still cool, still great. Everyone's still excited for him and everything, but if you saw the standing ovation uh, information out there, that appears not to be 100% accurate. But would have loved to be there. Would have loved to see the uh, commits and actually see everything uh, in person. So pretty much, yeah, here I go again on my own. I I always feel a little limited when I go solo. Craig and I have been talking recently and everything, and I was mentioning to him how me going solo is a good backup, but definitely does not, I do not want it to happen too much. So, Because I feel like either I lose track of things or I just don't have anyone to bounce anything off of, and so I lose it. But that was a lot of information from the spring game. So, McCorn Spate, the two quarterbacks moving forward, really feel that Morris is out of the chase. Feel kind of surprised at what Spate's doing. I mean, he actually was able to play last year because O'Corn was um, had a weight being a transfer, and so he couldn't play last year. So, um, Spate... Was, I was feeling pretty good about Spade. I was really not um, anticipating to see him look on the same level as O'Corn. Is that good for Spade, or is that is that saying good things about Spade, or is that saying bad things about O'Corn? I'm not really sure. Um, but outside running game looks really great. Hopefully the offensive line can come together then uh, when they get all the starters and just bust holes wide open for the running backs to plow through. And as always, I got to love the defense. I mean, I, I love seeing offensive production. I like seeing the running game improve. I like seeing a actually pocket passer quarterback on the team, on the roster. Rudock did awesome moving forward. Hopefully we can continue to have things there. But uh, you cannot complain when you have a good defense. So hopefully what we saw with the spring game does not deceive us and the defense continues to roll the way that they have been. So this is kind of a shorter episode this week. I can only talk so long by myself. So uh, Craig will be back next week because he better be back from vacation. He's not back from vacation. We are going to have some serious conversations and serious issues with him. But he is off enjoying Florida maybe a little bit too much and decided to take a break from the podcast. But next week, Craig will be back. And the possibility, potential of getting also more spring game information from Rashawn Reeves. So, as we've mentioned... Website hopefully coming soon. Actually, t-shirts came in. Not a very large order. They look great. Friends and family are mostly getting them, but we might have a couple left. So maybe we'll do some kind of a promo thing, and if people participate, we'll have a little bit of a drawing or some kind of a competition and send a shirt to a fan. So uh, that actually reminds me I should probably take a couple pictures and post them on Twitter. So people can see. I thought they turned out really great. So great things moving forward.
for the Michigan football program and feel like the podcast is doing well and staying strong. Website hopefully soon and other great things coming as well. Uh, don't forget, mentioned that this week, feel free to continue to give us uh, your spring game thoughts and breakdowns. Probably going to be reviewing some of the information anyways next week with Craig, possibly Rashawn. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I know I would have a lot more information and a lot more to say if I was actually able to be in Ann Arbor for the game. But I was able to watch everything afterwards. So uh, if you want to share your thoughts with us, you can always find us on Twitter um, at Blue Bros underscore in our name. So at B-L-U-E-B-R-O-S underscore Caleb or underscore Craig. Uh, you can email us, bluebrotherssportscast at gmail.com, or my favorite is always just calling the voicemail, 551-258-3276. That is 551-BLUE-BRO. Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of getting close here to midnight, so I am actually probably looking forward to trying to get some more rest and recoup a little bit more from the weekend. So we always thank you for tuning in. We appreciate our listeners and the show is growing, getting some great numbers, great hits on our episodes. Uh, We appreciate you listening and sharing us with your friends. So we just hope that you all have a great rest of the week. And as always, go blue.